0: You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hat, smiley face. Was I supposed to say that? Yep. Oh. Yeah. Or was yeah. I supposed to act that out? Hello and
1: welcome to the China Shop. I'm Shopkeeper Dan and with me as always is Kyle, creator of FinancialNeptitude.com. Kyle's celebrating a big promotion today. He's the new Senior Ghost Advocate. How are you doing today, Kyle?
0: I don't like that title. I don't believe in ghosts.
1: <laughs> well, you're going to have a hard time fulfilling your duties as the senior ghost advocate.
0: All I can say is if there really were ghosts, wouldn't there be like billions upon billions of them? There'd be more ghosts than space.
1: Well, since they're made of ectoplasm, they're, uh, you can fit a lot of ghosts in one one spot.
0: Oh, what a horrible existence too, to come back from the dead and just stare at your family.
1: <laughs> hey, there's my wife. Oh, she's moved on oh she's really moved on
0: (laughs) knocking over a piece of paper or just burning out a light bulb when you get angry like uh, god that'd be boring
1: (laughs) well kyle you are you are gonna lose this post so fast you're a terrible ghost advocate
0: and now that we've just offended all of our ghost fans let's move on
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah come on into the shop with us today sit back relax Hedge against the rage machine. We'd like to welcome any new listeners just joining us. We're here to smash our way into a complete set of fine china. Like to share our ever growing strategies for maximizing gains and cutting losses. And if you're new to the shop and stock trading in general, you can always check out the Knowledge Center on financialineptitude.com or give our uh, basic investing episode with Eddie Pence a listen. That's a good time. We'll have that link in the episode description. Best place to be, in my opinion, though, is uh, on our Discord server. Kyle and I are on there every day. It's really just awesome and a great place to be lots of stuff shared on there and if you do join the server send us a private message or email with your mailing address and we'll send you a smash it yourself mug straight from the shop we're just really glad you're here it's a lot of fun it's always better with friends
0: all right any show news any show
1: news oh we got that uh interview with dr hans coming up
0: that will be on this wednesday
1: this wednesday
0: and then we've got victorio stefano from trade pro Academy the week after that i'm Ooh. really excited to talk to him i've been following him on uh, twitter since we talked to george
1: yeah
0: uh he's more of a day trader but he posts all his ideas in the morning and then he follows up with them at the end of the day with what he actually did to show like the price points uh, whether he's going to short or or go long um depending on the price action of the day so i like to learn how he reads how to interpret the data that he's putting out and how he actually selects it should be a really good conversation
1: sounds good to me uh just those guys over at trade pro academy uh they know what they're doing
0: oh yeah more than we do for sure
1: (laughs) (laughs) well that's a that's a long list kyle that's a long list (laughs) (laughs) folks we've got just such a rapturous hair raising good time of a show today we got lots of market moving news we got plenty of stocks on the radar and we got more options than a bottle of hot sauce on taco tuesday
0: so, when you say rapturous, are you talking about like the rapture? Are you saying that uh, <laughs> Armageddon is near, or or just that people will be listening intently?
1: Uh, no, rapturous in the the state of mind and and being of uh, like such joy and exaltation.
0: Okay, it's rapturous. Mm-hmm. That's putting a lot of pressure on us. But all right. I'm not <laughs>
1: not saying the rapture's coming. I'm saying you're gonna feel like. You're on your way to see God
0: as you listen to this show. I really don't like that word just because it sounds a lot like raptor. And I don't like the idea that raptors may be coming. <laughs> I still have nightmares from Jurassic Park.
1: <laughs> yes, at some point in this episode, a, a raptor will appear and take a bite out of one of us. Take right. your bets on who?
0: <laughs> I took a bite out of my bet pick, is what he did. <laughs>
1: And, and folks, please reach out to us. We just love your messages and comments on Twitter and Facebook and TikTok and Discord. Uh, if you're old school, you send us an email to the number two bulls. It's two bulls, but the number two, two bulls at financialneptitude.com. Or give us a phone call at 725-22-BULLS. Maybe you got a hot stock tip. Maybe you want to tell us about a great trade you just made. Or maybe you have just been raptured and you want to rub it in our faces. It doesn't matter. We love it. <laughs> when you reach out.
0: <laughs> Make something like that sound dirty.
1: <laughs> That's all in your head.
0: That's a talent.
1: I'm a clean boy. I don't have any dirty thoughts. We did away with the bet after after the disaster of April, right? We're not yeah. we're not doing the bet anymore. Yep. Yeah. Okay, good. All right. So, moving on to news. No, no, no. Um I think I lead off with the bet. Nope. No you don't. No. I you, don't know. <laughs> you lost more than me? Oh yeah. I I honestly didn't run your numbers. Oh shit. Okay. Well, Hold on, let me get some popcorn. How'd your bet pick do, Gal?
0: Well, uh, I probably should have specified this last week, and I'm going to make sure that I specify it now. I am not taking any stop losses on this. This stock is all or nothing. I'm riding it into the fucking dirt or to the moon, one or the other. Oh,
1: that was my understanding. Yeah.
0: Okay. I don't think I mentioned that or it got cut uh, when I listened to the, the episode replay, but uh, I've got Celsi CVM. It opened last week at $24.06, and it closed the week at 21 Ooh. 39 which Drops my bet total down to four forty-four and fifty-one cents. Oh
1: God damn it! Oh, we're gonna have to do something stupid again at the end of May.
0: <laughs> I'm not sure if that data is gonna be coming out in May either. I really hope it does, but I'm starting to uh, starting to think this might be something that drags on for a while. But I don't know. I'm gonna run with it. Sooner or later, people are gonna realize that you know the holding the potential cure to cancer <laughs> is worth something. It might be worth something. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh uh, well. I've been really pessimistic with the earnings this this whole year. Um, my my theory is this is it's a good bet to bet the stocks going down no matter what the earnings report was. And Allstate had been going up so much that mm-hmm. I thought, oh yeah, you're in for a fall. Nope, I did the old buy it Monday, sell it Wednesday, short it before earnings. So I, I moved in at one twenty seven fifty four. Sold at one twenty seven forty six for it's like thirty cents loss, not a big deal. That's when I shorted it, and earnings came out, and Allstate ended the week at one hundred thirty two twenty six. So that's bad news for the short. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> puts my total at four hundred eighty dollars eighty seven cents. So down a solid four percent. Not starting May off well.
0: Uh, and wait till you hear what the random did. Oh Lord. Yeah, uh, CCJ. I think is what we ended up going with. Open the week at $17.02 and closed the week at $20.08. Oh. Uh, Yeah, it's now sitting at $589.89.
1: What the fuck? How is this happening? I don't
0: know, but we should be betting the fucking randoms what we should be doing. Fucking A. Oh, my God. And if you listen to our our (laughs) April review, you know that Dan and I will be taking the SAT test here next week. Yep. Uh, as part of the conditions for losing that, so we're probably going to start needing some new consequences for uh, uh, when we lose to the random this month, because it's not looking good right now.
1: I'm doing all sorts of crazy shit for this show now.
0: Oh,
1: uh, What was that advice I gave you a couple weeks ago? I need to pick better. I just need to get better picks. Yes, yes, that's what I'll do.
0: <laughs> all right. Oh, and then we got our, our poll question too, to wrap up here before we move on to the news. Uh, we asked last week if Adam Aaron is a genius uh, basically playing the AMC shorts. Uh, we got roughly 85% saying yes and 15% saying no so <laughs> I really like Adam Aaron we'll get into more in the, uh, when we get to investing uh, about uh, some of the stuff that's come out this week so stick around and make sure you hear that because there's some good, good stuff coming there let's go to the news
1: oh yeah starting out hot let's get some news going Where well, we all know why we're listening today shop is bursting with the week to replace. So sit back, we got some market affairs, get some stories for the fools and the bears. Clowns running companies, laws change overnight, here we are. It's time for China Shop News. Yeah, now. China shop Boom! All right, Kyle, you want me to start off to? Or you got the champing at the bit with some hot stories. Oh,
0: there's a lot of news to kind of get there. So, I mean, I don't want to spend too much time on any one of these, uh, just because otherwise we're just not going to be able to get through it. But, uh, the financial services hearing for GameStop Part Three took place uh, this week. I tried mm. to listen in on some of that, and I was very, very disappointed with the direction that that went. Um, less about digging into like how retail kind of got fucked over in that whole scenario and more about how they need to protect retail investors and i'm worried that it's going to get to the point where like they're not going to let us trade options anymore oh shit government's going to step in and like restrict parts parts of the uh the market to to the retail investor Mm. in order to protect them to protect us i can't stand that I, i hate the whole accredited investor thing i hate somebody telling me what i can and cannot do with my money like fuck you i'll do what i want with it i earned it if i want to gamble it on some short <laughs> expiration options and i'm gonna fucking do it i mean i don't want to do that but <laughs> right what's more american than that yeah the, uh, i don't know I, I listened in on some of that and i ended up having to turn it off because i was just getting so disgusted and one of the things that really stuck with me is they kept referring to the uh, recognizing the need from Robin Hood to turn on uh, our The SEC, or I think it was the the different brokers, they said they recognized the need to suspend trading on on these stocks. But they used the term suspend trading like they suspended everything. And that is not what happened. I don't understand why they can't see the distinction. No. They suspended buying for retail only.
1: Yeah, yeah. Other, you know, market makers and brokers could buy if we couldn't buy. That's not... uh,
0: If they would have just said, uh, "Okay, you know what? We're not gonna we're gonna put a halt on this stock completely, and they just wait ten days uh, till they can kind of dig in and see what the fuck is going on," I'd have been more okay with that. That's well within the SEC's rights.
1: Yeah, that's a circuit breaker.
0: Not not the circuit breaker. The the SEC can actually step in and stop and say, "Like, okay, we're gonna suspend trading on this while we dig into what what's happening," and they can do that for up to ten days. Ah, but. Nobody should have been allowed to sell if you can't buy. That, that's fucking ridiculous. And I can't believe that Congress wouldn't can't see the difference between that. But then again, it looked like a lot of the uh, the congressional members on that co- uh, committee uh, had actually been receiving donations from, I think it was Citadel. So, take that with a grain of salt.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, small but uh, I feel relevant and important digression there was a uh, Yale study that followed popular opinion versus lobby opinion, mm-hmm. and what the way Congress acted. And Congress does not legislate based on what we, the people, our opinion and attitude towards things. Right? Surprisingly, they legislate where the money is.
0: Really? You don't say.
1: You don't say. <laughs> Wait, Kyle, so all these people at this hearing had been paid money by these big hedge funds and they don't seem to want to look into the improprieties of the big hedge funds?
0: That's kind of what it looks like. Crazy! That's a bad look. That's crazy! Yeah.
1: Hey, all I know is, is I better be allowed to buy options because if I take 10 grand cash down to the park and throw it in the dumpster fire. Nobody's going to stop me. You know, nobody no cop runs up and says, "Wait, wait, 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 sir, you can't throw your money in a fire. You're
0: not allowed to do that. That actually might be illegal." <laughs> 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 I think that might I think that actually is. I don't think you're allowed to deface uh currency.
1: Oh, oh, oh now. Yeah, now I got you you just joined the nanny state, Kyle. Congratulations. You hear yourself talk.
0: <laughs> Probably wouldn't be a bad thing. <laughs> bill gates and all these other billionaires just burned half their fortune
1: all right all right all right, all right. i'll i'll re- it wouldn't be a bad thing it'd be awesome deflation yeah. which has its own economic issues but so yeah, i could i could go out and buy ten thousand dollars worth of gumballs and throw them in the dumpster nobody's gonna stop me because this is america and it's my fucking money
0: oh yeah you can totally do that yeah
1: but if i want to buy ten thousand dollars of fucking gamestop stock. They that's fucking, that's my decision. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Really hate hate that whole concept of protect me from, from my mistakes. How else am I going to learn?
0: Exactly. Sometimes you got to fuck up to learn your lessons. It It's okay to fuck up <laughs> as long as you learn something from it. Yeah. It's the whole point of fucking yeah. up. Anyway. All right. I already spent way longer than I wanted on that. <laughs> uh, what, what do you got, Dan?
1: Uh, This just popped up literally uh, 20 minutes before... We started our pre-call call. Uh, the Colonial Oil Pipeline that runs from Houston to New York has been hit by a cyber attack, and they've had to shut it down.
0: Hmm. Oh, okay. So that's interesting.
1: So we're, we're probably going to see some hurt in oil supply, and I don't know how it's going to affect prices, but I know it's a huge pipeline. When no word on when they'll have that back up and running.
0: What was the name of that company?
1: Uh, uh, the company runs the pipeline? Uh, colonial pipeline it transfers uh more than 100 million gallons of gasoline and other fuel daily from houston to new york harbor uh
0: does it have a stock ticker because i was looking to see if it has anything on their news
1: i don't know if it's going to affect the stock ticker of a certain specific company i'm assuming it's going to affect supply which is going to drive up oil prices and those companies like CCJ, they're just going to keep rising.
0: Uh, Colonial Pipelines is privately held, so there won't be any plays on that. But you have to think that uh, any other pipelines that are still operating are probably going to be looking pretty good come Monday morning.
1: <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, Kyle, what else you got?
0: <laughs> Thank you, Dan. <laughs> the The other thing that really popped up that caught my attention this week was Biden. Uh, wanting to suspend patents on the vaccine and i think you were talking you had a, mm. a something kind of similar along this or we, we had a little discussion about it before we started here
1: yeah and then it was like save it for the show
0: yeah i don't think this is a great idea um uh, i think you were on the other side of that argument yeah because you want medicine to be free but i think that the uh the The chance to make profits is what drives that uh, drive to actually create these things. And then plus, just giving away the, like, how to manufacture the vaccine and all the intellectual property that goes with it to other areas or other countries, Uh, they don't have the infrastructure or the facilities to build this shit out. It's not like you can just get the blueprints for something and then turn around and make a vaccine the next day. That's not how that works. So if they really want to get vaccines to struggling, you know, developing nations, then we just need to make them and give them to them. Like, (laughs) that's, that's how that needs to work.
1: I don't know. I think think there might be some factory somewhere in Asia that's like, oh, wow, if we just had the blueprints, we could be pumping this stuff out. For, for cheaper than you're doing it? I don't know.
0: Maybe. but I don't know. That's just such a tricky thing. I mean, you have to look at what kind of investment goes into trying to develop a new drug, and you know, we're learning more of that the more we look into CellSci. I mean, that's a 10-year fucking commitment for their product. And granted, the, the vaccine was kind of rushed and fast-tracked, but, I mean, these things typically take fucking years to plan out and produce and prove that they're safe and effective, and to just give that away. I mean, that that seems like a really slippery slope.
1: I, I do know uh, now I haven't looked at these numbers in a few months, but I at one point did come across a, a story that was talking about the profit margins for the vaccines mm-hmm. and Pfizer and Moderna were like super tiny. The, the AstraZeneca Oxford vaccine really low. Uh, And then I don't even remember the name of the company, but the one that actually built their vaccine on government funding and not of their own accord, Mm -hmm. the one that the, the, the government gave the money to at the beginning of the year in 2020. Yeah, they had, they had something like a fucking huge markup, like two hundred fifty percent.
0: Yeah, that's ridiculous.
1: <laughs> it was astounding. It was astounding that the private companies were like, "Oh no, no, we're not going to really, we're not trying to sell this for a profit. We're just trying to get it out there." And then the the company that got all the private the the public funding to to do the vaccine was like, "Well, yeah, we got to make a profit." It's like, wait, this is supposed to be backwards. What are you doing?
0: That is interesting.
1: <laughs> no, no, you're, you're absolutely right. There are significant costs involved. I just. I, I always like to try and reason from a place of, I just don't feel like money should be the only motivating factor for everything humans do
0: on the planet. Well, that'd be nice, but I mean, isn't it, isn't it yours? <laughs> Absolutely not. Would you go to work if you didn't have to? I wouldn't go to the hotel, but the things that I
1: work on outside of the hotel, I'm not making money on right now. I do them because I love them. Like what? Ron and I are finishing up a short film that we shot this podcast hasn't seen me a dime and i put a lot of work into this
0: hang on this podcast is getting sponsors and
1: oh the podcast (laughs) makes money but i don't make money we're talking about what's in it for dan here
0: you're building future equity in all these projects
1: certainly okay well if it all went away if if i if i won the lottery tomorrow i'm not gonna stop doing stuff i wouldn't stop doing this show that's
0: fair enough but then you don't have to worry about money so that's money's still underlying factor in in the choices. <laughs>
1: okay, so this is this is the weirdest fucking tangent ever. I'm glad you're still with us.
0: I know, uh, yeah, right? Yeah, let's. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that this is necessarily enthralling.
1: It's not. It's not, and, and it's all gonna get cut. And, no, it's not all gonna get cut. But I'll probably just wrap it up here. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> I would love to see and live in a world where we can do things without money being the motivating factor. That being said, that's not the world we live no, in. No, not even close. And I understand, I understand the concern with a company like Pfizer, who was not selling their vaccine at a huge markup. And now, now uh, their patent, you know, the government might step in and say, no, no, this patent, anybody can have it. I get the concern because it's not just the vaccine. There were, there were proprietary steps that when they made this vaccine. There are pieces of that patent can be used for other vaccines. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, yeah, I get I get why Pfizer would step up and be like, oh,
0: hey. Another aspect of that. I mean, you don't know the, the qualifications of the people that you're giving this over to. I mean, who knows what they're going to start flooding the market with.
1: Oh, <laughs> knockoff vaccines.
0: <laughs> Whether it's going to be safe or if they're, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That is a real concern. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, it really, truly is. I'm laughing, but it's no laughing matter. Oh, uh, they they were having a problem with uh, with heart medicine counterfeit heart medicine in uh coming from mexico oh god um, a couple years back yeah i go that i go down to mexico for my, my dental and to get my pharmacy stuff and there was like big warning like oh you go to the pharmacies well don't get your lipitor or whatever <laughs> it's like oh shit
0: uh, to tie this back into the markets uh, i think this might be why ocgn Occugen has been on such a free fall mm-hmm. after skyrocketing um Oh, yeah. The last, uh, you know, the previous week. Uh, yeah, I think this is probably what was causing it to to fall. But I, I have a hard time seeing this thing getting passed. I'm pretty sure uh, there's going to be a lot of, as we just discussed, lobbyists uh, <laughs> opposing this. And
1: I do feel like uh, uh, Pfizer is, is correct. Like, at this point, who's going to ramp up their vaccine production for these patents that is able to do it? Because mm-hmm. everybody all over the world's already been so vaccine focused for so long. Like, who's left?
0: The other interesting question is going to be how, uh, if the the severity of the coronavirus suddenly is no longer as severe in the media's eyes, <laughs> once the you know the, the big pharma companies are standing to lose potential profits, I'm like no, we don't need to give this away. It's not a big deal anymore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> not a big deal anymore. Oh Lord. Oh, yep. Yeah, it's gotten crazy in India. <laughs> yeah, I know the amount of people getting dying now but yeah yeah you're right you're right unfortunately the media is not a tool to inform us it is a tool to lead us like a carrot hanging at the end of a fishing rod
0: getting real late now still got a ton of stories to get through what what else do you have dan uh
1: nothing important
0: no go ahead (laughs) there's important stuff everything's important
1: i came across um a nifty little story from a little company i don't know if you've heard of them uh their stock ticker is ibm
0: yep I'm familiar.
1: Yeah, I guess there's some computer company. I don't know. I'm not familiar with them myself. Big Blue? Yeah. These motherfuckers just released a two nanometer fucking microchip.
0: That's got to be for cell phones, right?
1: Yeah. Okay. you got a fucking 2 nanometer semiconductor. They they're saying 45% performance improvement. Holy shit. And 75% power reduction.
0: Is this for mobile phones or is this for actual like laptops and computers?
1: Their focus is from from the news story seems to be cell phones.
0: Yeah, I think cell phone standard before was 3 m- Three nanometer, but AMD has like the smallest or thinnest chip right now at five nanometers for desktop computing. For some reason, cell phone chips are are smaller. I don't know why. <laughs> right, because they fit in your pocket. I guess.
1: Yeah, <laughs> a- Apple's got a five nanometer chip. Uh, AMD right now is making a seven one. Apple r- r- talking about their three nanometer
0: chip. AMD's making the five too, or developing a five. Right,
1: right. But this is so. This is the first prototype two nanometer ch- chip. Hmm. Uh, they're saying that uh, if all goes well, you won't have to charge your cell phone more than once every four days.
0: That's kind of what I do now, at least for my work phone.
1: <laughs> well, then you would have to charge it uh, uh, every 16 days.
0: Cause I, well, to be fair, I don't use my work phone hardly ever. There you go. Yeah, they last longer if you don't turn a, if you don't call anybody or look at anything on it.
1: <laughs> if you don't use
0: them, yeah, if you just let it sit <laughs> on your
1: desk. Kyle, what's the end game here? Can, can you get one nanometer chips? I mean, how? how I, I don't understand.
0: Last I read when I was looking into that, like the thinnest you would be able to go is going to be like atom size. Like once you get to like the width of an atom, like that's it. And we're getting really close to that limit right now. How many nanometers are in an atom? Uh, I guess I should look that up. Yeah, 0.3 nanometers. That's typical. Yeah, we're getting really close to that. Holy shit. Holy
1: shit. Yeah, let's put that in a fucking perspective. Two nanometers. They're literally talking about 20 atoms. Yeah. Wide. <laughs> what? That's where we're at
0: today? Yeah, a, a nanometer is a fuck. billionth of a Dance meter. Dan's mind just got blown. Yeah, remember that. That's a big number.
1: My mind just got blown. What the fuck? I feel like, like you could breathe on it and it would scatter it to the wind.
0: Well, I mean, not really.
1: No. small doesn't mean fragile?
0: You can't blow on a table and the atoms don't fly off when you do that.
1: Oh, they absolutely do, Kyle. They absolutely do. Prove me wrong.
0: (laughs) I can't see that small.
1: (laughs) Oh, anyway. Um, Yeah, so in the midst of a huge semiconductor shortage, IBM's like,
0: we got even smaller. All right, should we go lightning round here and get through the rest of these?
1: Yeah, I'm done. Okay, Uh,
0: I've got... Peloton, um, apparently their product is maiming their customers. Uh, actually, killed a small child. Ooh. Uh, they finally issued a recall and an apology. And it kind of feels like that whole South Park uh, when BP had another spill and they. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Apparently, it took them a while to actually uh, uh, release or to actually acknowledge that there has been an issue. So the stock's not doing too well on that. And. Rightly so. Yeah. Next, I've got uh, Virgin Galactic. Uh, there's a filing with the SEC that suggests that the next window is going to be on the 14th. So finally, mm-hmm. finally, we might see that test flight. That might actually need to be our poll question. Is, uh, is Virgin Galactic, uh, <laughs> is it done? <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, because with Blue Origin flying, they're or beating them to, to actually flying paying tourists. And uh, even SpaceX now is talking about doing the same thing. Like, I don't know i still believe i still like their model i still think they have potential uh, especially if they can do suborbital flights between big cities uh if they can get their their airports and or launch pads or whatever you call it and and a bunch of different locations i mean if you could fucking zip over to europe and a 20 minute flight uh, yeah that'd be awesome especially if you can do it at a reasonable rate yeah maybe that should be our poll question so keep a lookout for that we'll probably post that on monday and i, don't, I th- think i'm going to stop posting them on uh once these episodes come out because I uh, just don't get as much uh, interaction with them until the trading mm-hmm. s- sessions open up. Uh, last one I've got here is that Berkshire Hathaway shares momentarily broke the NASDAQ. <laughs> <laughs> woo They Actually, uh, their share price got up above the upper limit. and I don't know what kind of computers the NASDAQ is using, but... <laughs> Yeah, it didn't seem like that should have been a problem.
1: <laughs> Go in and replace that integer with a float.
0: Yeah, it's not like a huge, huge <laughs> number either. And I remember looking at it. I don't think it was... It's like 300,000-something? No, it was over 400-something. Yeah, Ooh. Berkshire Hathaway stock's been doing really well. That'll wrap up what I got for news. Yeah,
1: pick up a couple shares when you get a chance.
0: Oh, yeah, I'd love to have one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, uh, was was that bring us up to... Uh... Investing.
0: Yeah, should we do some sponsorships first?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, that's right! Our partners at Lifewater. They uh we gotta we got another stock
0: to talk about. Yep, yeah, ring the bell.
1: Well they paid a lot of money for the show to talk about this and we don't think that will drop it on time. By the time we cash the checks, and the contents in the press we're on the discord just in time to see our pride ride right by It's alright, cause it pays for the show.
0: We got paid $110 by a third party via PayPal to talk about Antibay Therapeutics.
1: Yes. The stock ticker is. ATE on the Canadian Exchange and ATB-PF on the American. Toronto-based pharmaceutical company develops pain and inflammation-reducing drugs based on gaseous mediator technology. What does that mean? I don't know. It was on their Wikipedia page.
0: Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, what's got you excited about them?
1: They are developing uh, over-the-counter pain drugs to the, they don't mess with the GI tract. Really? Yeah.
0: That's like the big thing with uh, aspirin, isn't it? Like eats away your stomach lining if you keep taking it for too long.
1: Yeah, and I've, I've heard that ibuprofen does the same thing.
0: Really? Well, I know ibuprofen, you have to be real careful about overdosing on. The wife is, uh, she's always counting my, my Tylenols whenever I have a hangover.
1: Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Guess she wants me around.
1: <laughs> if Intibe Therapeutics manages to hit market with a new pain drug that isn't rough on your gastrointestinal tract, that's just printing money in my book. Yeah. The market for, for over-the-counter painkillers is just incredibly huge.
0: Okay, is this the Otena prosexual drug that they just got FDA clearance?
1: The Otena
0: proxisol? The Otena prox, you pro- uh, Yes. Yep, OTP. Yep.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Otena proxisol? Is the name of uh, their drug, and it just finished uh, Phase 2. It's gearing up for Phase 3, which is the final phase, so...
0: Ah, nice. Really, really excited about it. I wonder how long that Phase 3 takes.
1: I don't know enough about the FDA requirements to, to tell you how long any given phase is going to take, but I do know that it's the most intensive one.
0: Yeah, that, that that's the one that really... Proves it's safe for humans, right?
1: Yeah, phase three is absolutely a human clinical trial.
0: Okay, it's uh, entering phase three trials for the treatment of osteoarthritis pain. And then they have additional assets under development, including a safe alternative to opioids for periparaptive pain and GI protective alternative to low-dose aspirin.
1: Wow. Wow, so it works, and it doesn't have the side effects. Is is what all the lab tests are showing. That's
0: that's great. Sounds like they might have multiple uses for it, which is even better.
1: That's just it. Is think about all the uses for an aspirin. I've got a headache. I stubbed my toe. I don't want heart attacks. I don't want heart attacks. Right? <laughs> people yeah. are people are buying aspirin for all sorts of stuff, and that's what gets me so excited about hearing a company uh, about to enter phase three trials uh, with an over the counter pain drug. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if it's going to be over the counter. That that's yet to be. Dis- Decided, I'm sure, but the drugs it's looking to replace are over the counter, so that leads me to believe that uh, it it will find its way over the counter.
0: You would have to think. I tell you what I'm excited about when I look at this thing. I'm looking at this chart. That looks like a very distinct cup and handle pattern to me.
1: Oh, on their, their one year stock chart right now?
0: Yeah, there's not a whole lot of volume trading on it, which you know kind of makes it a little bit more risky to to mess around with because you get some some bigger spreads. But that that looks like a cup and handle to me.
1: Right. It it sure does.
0: All right, Dan, bring us home.
1: All right so there you have it looking at Antibay Therapeutics ATE on the Canadian Exchange and ATBPF on the American Exchange.
0: Alright yes folks do your diligence check it out do your own research don't listen to us we got paid but we like this one.
1: We'll have a link to this uh, in the episode description you can follow and uh, and check it out for yourselves It's right, cause it pays for the show
0: okay all right uh did you uh did you ever actually buy any of that or or were you just watching it um i had a couple
1: shares for a few days and then uh i i reassessed it and again it was like dan your portfolio is not picking up shares here and there you're trying to play the wheel stay fucking focused get in the game so i sold them
0: okay so i don't (laughs) have to update the disclaimer (laughs) no
1: no 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 okay and and it had yeah it had nothing to do with the stock itself i I sold a couple others too it it just became like you're uh you're just buying the new fancy thing you you like it but it's not my strategy nothing wrong with the stock yeah it's just i need to stay to my strategy i like the
0: potential of that one but to me that's a longer term play you're gonna have to really i would like to keep an eye on it and see a little bit more positive movement out of it before i start investing my money on but it probably will end up in my uh, watch lists of, of up and comers.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, pain pain med like that. It's it's not on par, total par, with the cell size cancer cure, but it's it's close. An
0: aspirin that doesn't destroy your intestines. Yeah, that's fucking pretty impressive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright, you want to do Sue too or do her after uh, investing?
1: Before we move on, I'd like to take a moment to tell everyone here in case you have never heard the good word. Two Bulls in a China Shop is brought to you by Sue Pullen at Fairway Independent Mortgage and Equal Housing Lender. Sue is a wonderful certified mortgage advisor who focuses on finding, uh, matching you up to, to exactly what you need, what's right for you. Uh, She's got over 20 years of experience. She's helped thousands of people. Whether it's purchasing, refinancing, even reverse mortgages, uh, she helps. That's what she's there for. She loves to help. She's licensed in 26 states and growing. So reach out and see what Sue could do for you. Best way to reach her is just give her a call, 520-977-7904. Or you can can shoot her an email, spullen at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number two two eight nine. Sue Pullen has an MLS number two zero six zero four eight. That email again is s at mc dot com, and that phone number is five two zero nine seven 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 nine zero four. Reach out to Sue Pullen for all your mortgage needs.
0: All right, got my bathroom break in. Um, the cat snuck in while I was able to do that. Couldn't shoe her back out, so you might have some some meows to go with your chickens.
1: Uh. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's chickens. God damn it. They were loud this morning, too. I'm, I'm hoping they're not on the, the recording.
0: They were on the last one, <laughs> like really loud. <laughs> God, what was the Audacity doesn't have a, a declucker noise?
1: <laughs> yes, there is no decluck filter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, we'll play some music.
1: Yeah, got some music going. Now look at them bozos. That's the way to do it. Do your investing up commission free. That ain't working. That's the way to do it. Money in something like the SMP. It ain't certain, but that's the way to do it. Let me tell you, just play it long. Maybe get an index tracking marijuana. Maybe get some Arctic space funds. All right, Kyle. I uh, my my long term ones that were that have been sideways for a few weeks now, not so sideways. Are they down? <laughs> my TQQQ uh, opened the week at one hundred eight sixty nine. Uh, after after dropping below a hundred again on the 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 fourth and the sixth, that dropped below a hundred, it ended the week at one hundred three mm-hmm. eighty. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> uh, marijuana continued its. Uh, taunting of me personally, I believe.
0: Yeah, it seems like it starts to take off and then it kind of falls back and then it hangs out for a little bit and then it'll start to run up again and then fall back.
1: Yeah, MJ opened the week at 21.52 and closed the week at 21.34 after getting as low as $20, Mm -hmm. right around $20. Uh, But yeah, it it taunts me. Marijuana is taunting me! Um, (laughs) And then ARCQ opened 20.44, closed at Twenty forty four, so you can't get more sideways than that. Yeah, sorry, no, it opened at twenty sixty five. Yeah,
0: it's it's down <laughs> a little bit again.
1: Uh, but you know they're long term, so all I'm doing is watching them.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, I think we've probably seen the bottom on Virgin Galactic. Personally, I think that nineteen 1960- sixty three-ish somewhere around there was like the last line of support um and it looked like it held that so hopefully we've seen the worst i mean obviously that's gonna depend on whether or not their test flight explodes or lands safely or even fires
1: i was gonna say or even never
0: happens A test flight's got to happen, has to happen at this point. I feel like when I'm pleading with my positions that that's probably a sign I should probably not be invested in it anymore. (laughs) Yes.
1: Their their 52-week low is $15-something, and they are really trying hard to get back down there.
0: Ah man I should be buying more right now should be buying more I think
1: well what I said was supposed to convince you not to buy more no
0: you just did the opposite oh discount discount
1: when Richard Branson's selling his shares it's a good time to buy right
0: yeah he sold 5% (laughs) of his shares he still has a large position
1: oh yeah well it's easy to have a large position large position when you're the founder
0: we'll see if he sells them after he does his his flight (laughs) got what (laughs) I wanted (laughs) I'm out. All right. Uh my week here, uh, let's say I made two two buys. Uh, I bought shares of Salsi, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um bought that at 21.35, so I was kind of I was really happy with that price. Uh I also bought shares of AMC right before close on Friday. Uh I had been watching it bouncing around that $9 mark, seeing if it was going to hold, waiting for it to, to ble- break out of that uh, downward channel. It had been it had been bouncing around through the last uh you know eight, eight days or so, uh, and we finally got that on Friday, so I went ahead and bought, bought about about a hundred shares to to bring up my total position on that to an even thousand and we've been talking a lot about AMC the last uh um, what, week or two, and for good reason AMC also had their earnings call on Thursday and I, I jumped in and listened to the call as it was happening. Uh, I made some notes so uh, let me see if I can dig them up here real quick just some of the, the interesting things that happened or that were reported. Uh, okay let's see here. Uh, the biggest thing that, that caught my attention was that they reiterated that there were over three million individual shareholders and he also specified that they were retail investors mm. as of March 11th retail owned approximately four-fifths of the total outstanding shares. Uh, They pushed back the shareholder meeting, and uh, part of the pushing that back was to allow all these new shareholders to have a chance to vote on the company, is what Adam Aaron says. But I think it's because he wants to get another count. Yeah. There's supposed to be another count coming out June 2nd, I think is what they they specified in the call. That could really expose uh, a lot of these naked shorts that are speculated to be going on with this company. Uh the next thing that caught my eye was that they'd raised nearly four billion dollars over the course of the year. Uh the company has actually ended the quarter with more cash on hands than, than at any point in their uh their previous hundred and one year history. They have enough cash to support operations with no revenue through twenty twenty two. Wow. So the whole play of shorting this company into bankruptcy uh just got a whole lot won't work. And, uh more dismal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um let's see they also increased their market share of moviegoers over the past year to 33 percent uh from about 25 percent. they don't think they're going to keep that whole share as stuff starts opening back up but that was still interesting nonetheless last one was a nice uh nod to all the the apes out there holding the amc uh adam aaron personally is matching amc's fifty thousand dollar donation to save the gorillas <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I love to hear that. Uh, Adam Aaron's on. Uh, he's on Twitter now, he's getting more active with it. Uh, you know, Try to interact with them. You had a real good chance he's actually going to follow you. He's going through following a bunch of the, the people tweeting at him right now. Oh, that's fun. So I'd love to see that from CEO. That's fun. My new favorite CEO. Right. Do you want to jump into some weird shit that happened on Thursday, but you said you had something you want to go through first?
1: Oh, well, my stuff might go well with your weird shit. What was okay. are, you, are you talking the tinfoil tin hat theory?
0: Yeah, there's some tinfoil hat shit here.
1: Uh, <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah, go, 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 go. I'll, I'll add on.
0: I'll just try to give some of the facts here. Uh, I was watching AMC, I think this is on Thursday, and, like, in the morning it hit, like, a high, of like, somewhere around, like, 960, and then dropped, the high somehow dropped later in the afternoon to, like, 927, and I couldn't figure out what the hell was going on there. Uh, I started digging around on Reddit just to see if anybody else had noticed that, and, yeah, there's a lot of speculation that, Something weird has just happened. Um, feel bad for saying this. The speculation is that like somebody just got margin called. And the speculation is that it's a market maker because a bunch of volume mm-hmm. disappeared from a lot of heavily shorted stocks, uh, including AMC and GameStop. Like The volume is just adjusted, and there's a bunch of stuff that had trading suspended for about five minutes uh, around the 1130 mark. So the thought is that wow. uh if because there was a bunch of other trades that were going through in a lot of other heavily traded companies like it wasn't just it wasn't like everything stopped it was only specific stocks that stopped trading for a 5 minute period and the thought was that maybe they had to shut down in order to reroute orders through like a different market maker and I think the the explanation out there from like you know the people in that world is some kind of glitch which is probably more probably accurate <laughs> But man, there's <laughs> some really interesting uh, DD on Reddit that really makes it look like they might be onto something. Thinking that one of these market movers like Citadel ended up actually getting margin called, <laughs> or or something happened with them.
1: Yeah, it's very possible. You know, we don't get to see. You know, none of that's public, right? You know, they don't. They do that and all in the dark. Uh, I I I feel like uh, uh, one of the things I came across does go into this. Uh, the Federal Reserve issues a semi-annual financial stability report mm-hmm. and fed governor Lael brainerd in the in part of the statement warned that uh, rising debt of hedge funds much of which is not recorded by regulatory authorities poses growing risks for the stability of the financial system so oh, one yeah. uh, the the fed is addressing hedge fund debt and two saying don't we don't we don't record this regul there's this isn't regulated so we do, we don't know what a hedge fund's debt is.
0: Yeah, that's a problem. Uh, I agree with that 100%. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh I mean, was
0: there any warning when Archegos blew up? It just one day fucking Viacom dropped. No, no. Uh, know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Viacom just fell off a clip. Yeah. Yeah, she's and she's she's saying that uh Basically, when one hedge fund goes down, it's going to cause another one and then another one. Like George Papazov was saying, it's just dominoes. Yeah,
0: it's the domino. Yep. And so,
1: when when you've got the actual federal Federal Reserve coming out and saying, "Hey guys, we're in a really vulnerable position right now. It's not good." You know, you you I've gone my entire life without the Federal Reserve mentioning mentioning hedge fund risk management. Uh, the, the fact that amidst all of this chaos that they're coming out saying now, ugh, how do you unwind it? How do you unwind it? Yeah,
0: we just saw how much value value was pumped into like Discover and Viacom from one hedge fund, god damn, if if they all fucking (laughs) fall.
1: Well, to put it in her wet words, this combination of stretched valuations with very high levels of corporate indebtedness bear watching because of the potential to amplify the effects of a repricing event. (laughs) 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 Yeah, translation, all these dominoes are lined up and if you knock one over, they're probably all going to fall. Yeah, and Arch Archigos Capital was uh uh was leveraged to the tune of fifty billion dollars. And that's just one. So if fifty billion dollars I think it was thirty billion. Oh uh well I'm just I'm just quoting uh this this article.
0: Oh okay. If it's actually in there then okay, okay, never mind, never mind.
1: Between we'll say thirty between thirty and fifty.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, so the the Fed is actually concerned there are more hedge funds hedge funds like archigo's Capital out there ready, ready to fall. But uh, because it's not regulated, they don't have they any real idea of where they are or, or the level of bank exposure to them.
0: Yeah. That's what I would I'd like to see in them mm-hmm. from that financial services hearing. How about the fucking fails to deliver? Like, let's talk about that. Like, stocks yeah. that are not showing up. Fucking AMC stock is... I was listening to Trace Trades, and he was going off on a nice rant. Uh, on Webull, the short button for AMC has been disabled since fucking January. What? Like You cannot short it. Yes, that... It- <laughs> And then couple that with the screenshots you're seeing on Twitter of people the people who, you know, said, fuck Robinhood and tried to transfer. There's been at least a couple instances that I've seen where people aren't getting their shares of AMC when they transfer. They're getting, like, a portion of them. And when they call to talk to, like, Fidelity, customer service, and ask them where the fuck their, you know, shares are at, the only answer they can get out of them is, well, we can only transfer what's in your account. So, you know, three days later, oh. he finally gets his shares. But yeah, that that's telling me that there's a lot of people owning synthetic shares out there right now. People in Europe are having trouble buying the stock. People in Europe can't even vote on the fucking proxies. Wow. Okay. Holy shit. Yeah. So that's why that's why I bought more shares of AMC the other day.
1: Yes. My my put. Uh, I got put my shares. I got put yeah. my shares, so I am now 100 shares richer, and I'm ha- very happy with that. Yeah. It was my goal <laughs> i want to sell a foot <laughs> that actually gets put and it, and it hit it right in that zone where uh i'm not underwater uh on the whole trade because the, the cost of the. i'm happy yeah i got i got me some amc uh but but it was at the point where i was uh I was watching it all last night and all this morning because I realized just because I sold a put doesn't mean I'm actually going to get those shares. The person with the shares still has to decide whether or not to exercise it.
0: They should automatically exercise even if they're one cent in the money. They should. Um, but they can call and say, no, I don't want to, I don't want to sell them.
1: Yeah. That's I honestly, that's what I was uh, expecting because of all the stuff going around AMC. I was
0: like, well, no, because it'd be better for him to just sell those shares and then immediately buy another hundred and aftermarket. Oh, which is probably what happened. Yeah.
1: But what if, if there's no shares to go around and these are fraudulent shares? I don't know.
0: Well, it doesn't matter. We held up our end of the bargain Whether are the shares that you actually possess are real or synthetic. That's not your problem.
1: Yeah. That's Ameritrade's problem
0: now. That's not a Meritrade's problem either. That's the person who sold them. If they didn't have the actual shares and they can't afford to pay back whenever this thing does explode, then the market maker has to cover it. And if they can't do it, then the Fed covers it. We're going to get paid. Whether your shares are real or not, you will get paid.
1: Yes, they are insured. Hey, Kyle, you got any earnings?
0: Yeah, play my song, bitch.
1: Oh. All right. <laughs> oh, oh, well, now I'm not going to play it. Oh. What do you think of that? I'm- yeah, no, no earnings song for you. What are you going to do? Damn it.
0: All right. I'm okay, I'll
1: play it, but I'll play it backwards. Sky rockets in sight. Earnings call to light. Earnings call to light. All
0: right, on the tenth, we've got Marriott Roblox. Plug Power, Virgin Galactic, Riot Blockchain, and PRPL, but PRPL is not confirmed. That's Purple Mattresses. Uh, on the 11th, we've got PLTR, uh, Unity, U, uh, QS, QuantumScape, DAR, Darling Ingredients, BGS, and Sundial. Uh, on the 12th, we've got Sonos and CVM, Celsi, although CVM is also not confirmed be really nice if they do a data drop on that phase three trial with their earnings. <laughs> on the 13th, we've got Alibaba, uh, Disney, Coinbase on their first earnings report since IPO. Uh, one of your favorites, Farfetch, and yeah. Westwater Resources.
1: Oh, their earnings are coming up? Yep. God damn it.
0: And then on the uh, 14th, we've got JMIA, Jumia, although they're not confirmed as well. JMIA is kind of interesting, too, because to uh, apparently Ken Griffin went on uh, some news channel and was just talking gloriously about this stock and how it's going to get bought out. And If anybody wants a footprint in Africa, this is the one they have to go through. It's the only company like this that has zero competition. Uh, he was calling for this and saying this stock should be worth $60 a share. And uh, you think what you want about mm-hmm. Ken Griffin. He was one of the, the people taunting retail during the whole GameStop. Uh, a deal—the point where he ended up leaving Twitter for a while. <laughs> but he likes Jumia, so I don't know. I'm getting a little nervous now about it. Maybe it's distraction, trying to get people to sell their AMC to buy Jumia.
1: <laughs> right? Yeah. Anything can get you to sell those AMC shares?
0: Yeah, I'll sell them when they're 500 a share, and I don't have to go to work anymore.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. Yeah. <laughs> I I will mention uh, Friday had a lot of companies hitting new 52-week highs, Uh, some notable ones. We had American Express, Bank of America. We had uh, had Big Five Sporting Goods, Dick's Sporting Goods. Apparently, opening Hmm. up has been good for sporting goods stocks.
0: Oh, yeah, I think it's summer, too.
1: Caterpillar hit a new 52-week high. Uh, We had uh, Cigna in health insurance. We had Cisco, communication systems uh cure dr pepper dish network allstate there allstate no not not the, we we did not get uh more more allstate uh though i wouldn't have been surprised since it was i did have it shorted um at least it didn't show up on the list probably because of the volume oh okay yeah fedex i mean just just yeah there was 248 companies on the fucking list
0: friday Oh, Jesus! really?
1: Yeah, Guess, Jeans, Goldman Sachs, Goodyear Tire, Home Depot, HP's back on the list, H&R Block, hmm. back on the list. Yeah, I mean, Friday was just a killer day. Uh, KB Homes, Cure Dr. Pepper, Kraft Heinz Company.
0: I shit there's not Yeah, go just so much. many
1: to choose from. <laughs> oh, yeah, and uh, one of your favorites, Nucor.
0: Yeah, uh, I actually sold them, too. I sold them to, to move into Celsi. I did not sell them at 98. I sold them at like 93.
1: What, what great timing you have, Kyle.
0: Uh, I, I got a price I was happy with.
1: I actually, I'm laughing, but selling on the high and buying on the low is exactly that's what you're what you supposed
0: want to, be to do, buying. and it's kind of what I don't do.
1: All right. So uh, uh, that, that's. Uh, Those are just a few of the ones that hit new highs on Friday, so check those out if if you're into that kind of thing.
0: All right, should we play a trading song?
1: Oh, is there music on this show? Hmm, Let me see. Let me find it. It's supposed to be. There we go. (laughs) You say you want a ticker that wins. The bell just rung, it's time to get in. Ups drive us wild, drops drive us crazy. So I uh I've started the week Kyle. I managed to sell those uh SPY calls. Yeah. At uh tasty tasty gains. It's the first thing I did on Monday. Nice. That that uh that strategy's working really well. I'm going to be looking to move in. Uh, oh, where's the calendar? This this upcoming Thursday I think is the other is the next buy date for that.
0: Yeah, I think I'm uh I think I'm done trying to fuck around with that. I don't know enough. I haven't watched it enough. I tried to follow you, and I just ended up losing.
1: Yeah, that's, that's which is weird to me.
0: I don't. I don't. I, well, because I tend to hold things too long. I, I need to work through that issue first before I start trying to do short term trades.
1: Yeah, the uh, ninth business day is Thursday, so I've been kind of jumping the gun and buying them on the the day before the ninth mm-hmm. business day. I've been on the eight, been buying a little on the eighth business day and a little on the ninth. So, so this Wednesday. I'll be looking to buy some more SPY calls, depending on, and I'll pick the strike price depending on where it's at. I, I I try to get the one the strike price closest to where uh, it's at, mm-hmm. outs- just just outside the money. I'm sorry, it's not working for you. It's it's working like gangbusters for me.
0: It's it's me. I think you're farther along in the uh, the take profits mentality than I am. Um, like I said, I need to work through that. do you make any other trades?
1: Yes, uh, I. I bought uh, bought back some of my uh, West Water put. Bought, bought back my last Westwater put because I decided why why wait until June to buy them at five
0: mm-hmm.
1: when I can just buy a hundred more when they're down near four dollars.
0: You can always skip the put if it's. Uh- <laughs> I skip the
1: put because the dip seems like it's pretty dipped.
0: Well, I mean, at that case, you just sell a five dollar one. Just sell a five dollar put at that point.
1: Well, it was a five dollar put. I bought it back. Oh. Because because buying it back and buying 100 shares where it was at... was about uh, the same
0: price. It
1: was about the same price, and, and I would rather have those shares now to ride it upward to sell uh, uh, some covered calls, which is what I'm looking
0: to do now. I actually did something similar with uh, my OCGN 521... I had some 750 puts that I had sold. Um I closed those out for a 25 cent profit per contract uh just so I could roll it into the next month cuz that premium was out fucking re- outstanding.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I closed
0: that out and then I went to the 618 750 puts and then I sold those for a dollar 93.
1: <laughs> nice. Yeah. I didn't I didn't do much more. Yeah, I bought back uh my IDEX calls and my SunDial calls at the what I felt was probably lows and um looking to sell the next round on those. So I I'm just set I'm with my shares in Westwater, IDEX, SunDial and I OGI.
0: I don't see your IDEX moves in uh in the Discord. Did you not put them in the uh the trade log?
1: Oh, you know what? It's uh, I guess I did it on the 6th. I yeah. Whoops. <coughs> Forgot <coughs> to throw that up on the Dip discord. Apologies yeah. everybody.
0: Mhm log your trades
1: well it's logged here in my history what i'm looking at (laughs) just not on the discord for public consumption here I'll, i'll type it i'll type it right now i sold those idex calls
0: well you're doing that um let's see i closed out a bunch of my losing positions this week and i was actually really proud of myself for for doing that and just taking some money uh the five seven spy puts i sold those at 93 cents a contract uh 5.5s five I sold at $0.28, cents, and then the rest of my pins, uh, I sold those at $0.70, cents, which ended up taking that total okay. pins trade down to a negative, which really sucks, but hey, it would have been a lot worse if I held on. <laughs> That's not getting back up yes. to $68. It's it's trading below 60 right now, <laughs> not before the 21st.
1: Yeah, no, not before the 21st.
0: So I managed to take some small gains by closing out that OCGN uh, put, and then I also managed to close out two losing positions this week, so I was actually really happy with... My trading week in general, because I was able to address two of my problem areas, and actually not feel too bad about it. Um, I did one other move, and that was buying uh, May fourteenth nine fifty calls for AMC. I did that after watching Trey's trades uh, technical analysis. I've been watching; I like the way he looks at stock charts and. uh, uh, the way he explains what he's looking at and uh, the breaks down like the different price points and resistance lines, and he was really high on the nine dollar support line. I was watching the same thing. I was seeing you know, it kind of bounced around nine. It might drop below it for you know an hour, but it'd be right back up. Re- reject that like it would like a high. So he bought a bunch of these, and I thought you know I'll play along too. So I bought a few of those. I didn't risk too much. Uh, I think they're only like seventy five cents a contract uh more just to kind of play along and see if he's right yeah that pretty much wraps up my week i'm going to be looking next week at a lot of the open contracts that i sold and then looking to see if there's any that i can close out and lock in like most of the gains in order to do the same thing i did with ocgn to be able to roll them into the 618 i don't want to take too much of my you know i don't want to i want to take the ones that are like almost nothing to close out at this point right
1: well that's that's the goal right
0: yeah, because if I close them all out at you know fifty percent gains, then suddenly I'm not generating. The, I'm generating half the income that I thought I did <laughs> for me, and that's not going to be sustainable for me to live off of if I quit my job.
1: <laughs> right, right. Which is which is the overall goal is to make this a job someday, yes,
0: hopefully soon. <laughs> all right, uh, should we uh, close this up with some alerts?
1: Yeah, let's get some alerts going.
0: All right, I want to look back. Uh, one of the alerts I mentioned last week, the GameStop uh dollars $200 call sweep. Uh, that did not end well for whoever bet over h- almost $120,000 on that, uh, unless he was selling them. Then he did very well. <laughs> <laughs> he did just fine. Uh, it was definitely a bullish bet. It was, uh, it was sold near the, the ask. So This week, there are some really interesting ones. Um, one of them, SPY. This is the first time I've seen an SPY alert pop-up whoa uh january i'm guessing it's january 21st of 22 a 375 put sweep at 13 dollars and 24 cents 3.78 whoa. million dollar bet
1: bet against the smp
0: yes mm. and eight months down the road too which is kind of nuts so somebody thinks a big fall is coming wow and the other really big one that i saw pop up was a jumia uh, uh again january 21st 22 a twenty-seven dollar put at seven fifty, and that was a two million dollar trade with neutral sentiment mm. on that one. Uh, let's see, the last one was a smaller one. It was Bed Bath and Beyond. It was on April twenty ninth of twenty one. Uh, twenty eight dollar call sweep at two dollars and fifty two cents eighty about eighty five thousand uh, dollars another bullish trade uh I might follow that one I might buy a couple of those too i like i like bed Bath and beyond's uh, direction i like the shift that they're doing to to uh, you know more online stuff and each time their mm-hmm. earnings reports come out you're seeing more and more of that shift uh that that goal being realized seen it work
1: yeah they're pulling it off
0: I may try to jump on board with this one. It's nice that that one's so far out too, because uh, if he's betting on like a nearer term move, because it's you know not until August should have should keep a lot of that time value. Yeah, time for some Western themes.
1: There's nothing Western about this show, Kyle, except <laughs> the good, bad, and the ugly.
0: Why don't you go first and lead us off, Dan?
1: Well, the the good for me was definitely. Selling uh, more off my uh, naked S&P calls mm-hmm. on uh, Monday. Uh, sold those for a smooth 26% gain. Nice. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry, sorry. I sold those for a 31.5% gain.
0: Oh, even better.
1: And that put the total uh, of this strategy, of me doing this strategy since I started uh, April 14th, mm-hmm. that put my total total gain at 26% since I started it.
0: Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Huh, that's very interesting.
1: I've got the the money that, uh, yeah, I put I, I, in my head. I split off some of my portfolio and said, this cash is for this strategy. Mm-hmm. So it's it sits in cash. You know, I sold those off and it's just been sitting in cash waiting for the next time. And, uh, I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to just keep rolling. I'm just going to keep rolling it forward, all in everything I made from it. Not to, not going to take any of the profits out. I'm just going to put them forward to the next time, you know, the next set of calls to buy and I'm going to see how big I can fucking get this motherfucker.
0: I would take the profits out and just keep doing the principle because if you keep going all in, you're like one bad news announcement away from being wiped out and you don't want that.
1: Well, from this ball of money being wiped out.
0: Yes. Yeah, that would really suck, though, wouldn't it?
1: Well, yeah, but uh, <laughs> I'm playing it like a gambler, I guess. I don't know. I I'm just kind of amazed at how well it's been working.
0: I'm saying, keep your gains out. Keep just keep rolling the principle and just see how. And then once you get your gains up to a certain point, then you can start putting more into it. But yeah, I would I would keep enough to at least be able to do it another week or another cycle. You have one or two bad cycles in a row, and it wipes you out. That would not be good.
1: It would not be good, but uh, you know what? It would it'd be really good if uh, that didn't happen. So,
0: <laughs> since these
1: are such short-term <laughs> trades, uh, I know, I know that, that it's a, it's a lot of risk. But like I said, it's not my whole portfolio. So if this if this zeroed out, if I if I totally washed it out, or if I had a total blowout on it, I'm gonna be, I'm still gonna be okay. I don't know. I. I don't know i i i'm I'm quite happy with the results so far and and i'm I'm willing to take take that risk.
0: I don't recommend that, but I also can't give financial advice so right
1: <laughs> I, I was just going to say you also don't know how to take gains properly, so,
0: that's true. <laughs> Speaking of which my good for the week was completing my weekly goals. I took a small gain Yes <laughs> and as a bonus, I also closed some losers, so fuck yeah, I did my good. fuck yeah. Oh right. What was your bad?
1: Oh uh mm, I, I don't I don't think I had a whole lot of fucking bad I guess we say my bad is I, I forgot to log my uh IDEX trade.
0: Yeah, that's bad.
1: <laughs> I I didn't and, and you called me out on it. I honestly thought I had logged it. <laughs> 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 but I pulled up Discord. No. No, I did not. So that's that's bad. That's me breaking the rules.
0: My bad was playing around with SPY calls and something that I probably don't know enough about to be fucking around with. So if, I'm gonna, if I want to keep trying to play along with this strategy, I either need to learn it and understand it or, or just stop altogether. <laughs> Shouldn't trade on stuff you don't fully understand, I think. <laughs> what don't you understand? You
1: buy it and it goes up and you sell it. It's that easy, Kyle. It's that easy.
0: Okay, when I wrote this, it was because uh, I was following along with one of Vito's trades and the trade ideas that he posted and that was also uh, cuz i don't fully understand like the the chart that he's showing the the price points what that means what to watch for to to know when to say okay it's time to stop take your profits out mhm so that's more what that was geared toward it wasn't as much for this other one but with the uh, the one that you do I, like i need to learn how to be happy with small gains before i can start playing that too in general like th- it's probably not for me it's probably not something i should be doing yet at this point yeah,
1: yeah, fair enough Fair enough.
0: Yeah. And both of those trades were profitable at one point, I believe. Like I could have closed them out for, you know, 10 to 20%, and I did not. Yeah. My ugly was actually holding the rest of the pins because that took it from profitable when I did sell some of it to meet my goal last week. By not selling all of it, I basically turned it into a losing position. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I call that ugly.
1: That is ugly. That is yeah. ugly. Yeah.
0: Ouch. Yeah. Good. I did it this week. I closed up the first small game, Bad. I didn't do it last week all the way. <laughs> I did it some of the way.
1: Right. You still couldn't let go of the trade completely yep. and had yep. to keep a toe in the water. And the shark came up and bit your fucking leg
0: off. At least it took my toe and not my, you know, whole leg. <laughs>
1: oh, all the way up to yeah, past the knee. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I just lost a toe. <laughs> but still.
1: My ugly is is just uh my my personal organization skills have uh I've I've really I've I've had a tough couple weeks in terms of keeping up on, on all of the stuff I need to be keeping up on and I didn't log my momentum trades again. Again, again. And that's ugly for me and mm-hmm. God. I mean, I'd feel worse about it personally if, like, I'd just been sitting around playing video games, which I was not doing. But uh, <laughs> at the same time, like, I need, to, I need to fucking... If I was more organized, I would have more time.
0: You know, I'm pretty sure that Laura offered to help you with that, but I'm pretty sure that she has yet to receive any responses from any of the surveys she sent out. You know, maybe that would help you.
1: Okay, yeah, I should... <laughs> I actually, yeah, I do. I've got a, I've got a stack of of ten unread emails, uh, and half of them are from Laura. And I keep saying, yeah. "Okay, Dan, you got to get to your emails. And you got to do all this shit." And then
0: maybe, uh, maybe start with start small. There wouldn't it feel good to get through those emails, Dan? Let's do a reframe.
1: It it would feel good to get through those emails, Kyle. It would feel really good.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask you if you made any progress on your mind muscles.
1: I did not. That's also uh, probably ugly.
0: Eh, yeah. Well, all right, you ready for some bets?
1: Oh God, I am ready for some bets So all it's right. going to be really boring from you Because we all know what you're doing
0: uh, Go ahead and play the music and I'll just confirm it Play the song anyway <laughs> Starts
1: Water In the center of the universe Bets for every one of us Consequence for one of us Make our picks with no regret Every open, every close, every
0: All right,
1: Kyle, you were uh, the biggest loser this week. What's your bet pick?
0: I'm going to hodl CVM. <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding on to this one for dear life.
1: I, I want to pay the guy who played Hoder on uh, Game of Thrones to just oh. record him saying, hodl.
0: <laughs> hodl. <laughs> I've actually not seen that show.
1: Oh, well, watch it <laughs> all the way up to the last season and then only watch the first three episodes of the last season and then call it done. It'll be, okay. it'll be a really good time.
0: All right. <laughs> uh, what's your bet for this week, Dan?
1: Uh, Keurig Dr Pepper. Really? Yeah. Why? Love those guys. Well, because uh, I love uh, Dr Pepper. I love drinking it. I love bathing in it. Uh, I love throwing it at people.
0: I like Dr Pepper mixed with Pepsi.
1: Ooh, fancy! They, they hit more fifty-two highs on Friday. They—they've just—it's uh, and it's an all-time high for them.
0: Let's see. It's got an eight outperform score. Research team says reduce. The street says sell.
1: <laughs> oh well, if the street is saying sell,
0: well, no. This is how you're you find these. You've done you've done pretty good picking some of these ones. I think Budweiser actually yeah. just fucking skyrocketed uh, last week. Finally, Fuck yeah. You identify them. You're just not always right at the right moment.
1: <laughs> my 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 timing is isn't the best. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. these things are hard to time.
1: Well, if you remember, last uh, November, we were talking about GME short and short squeeze. Yep. <laughs> bad timing. You did. AMC. AMC. Yep. Last we, December, yep. I was like, this fucker's going to bounce back. Just bad timing.
0: I think I tried to talk you out of it. Now I'm the one telling you to buy it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I got I to gotta pull up some of those older episodes to get some clips. Let's talk yeah. about AMC December.
0: You want some random? Yeah, let's get some random. I ended up with BTNB. Uh Bridgetown two holdings. They're based in Hong Kong.
1: BTMB.
0: Oh, this might B-T-M-B. actually be a SPAC. This company formed for the purpose of affecting a merger, share exchange, asset acquisition. Yeah, we got a spec. Oh, that could be really bad. <laughs> it's traded on the NASDAQ. Uh it's a blank check company. It's a it's a spec. Oh.
1: Okay, well, It'll be our first spec. I'll take it because I'll take it because uh, I don't think specs are doing hot right now.
0: They're not, but if they announce that they're going to buy something next week, that would really suck. <laughs> 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 that'd be our luck.
1: What was our luck? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they're they're buying Virgin Orbit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, folks, we're so glad you've made it with us all the way to the end of the episode. Kyle, do you have anything else that uh, that you want to go over before we wrap up and kick everybody out of the shop?
0: I was gonna tell you to bring it home. I think we should just tell. I want to tell our fans. Forget this. You know the other stuff about supporting us. Just uh, just tell your friends. That's all we want. We want more people listening. If you want to help us out, get get one of your friends to listen.
1: Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. The shop is a lot more fun. The more of us in here wrecking the place up, it's just a, a better time.
0: My wife did smash a mug yesterday, <laughs> <laughs> or the other day. I posted it in the Discord. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yes, so please, 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 let's, uh, let's keep growing the shop. We love you all, and uh, the more the merrier, and uh, we're just so glad you're here. We're glad you made it to the end of the show with us, and uh, we can't wait to join you once again. This uh, upcoming Wednesday, we'll have Dr. Hans. That's going to be a good time. He is a professional investor, uh, really knows his stuff and then -hmm. uh, then of course we'll be back again next weekend with uh, more china shop action so until then happy trades folks goodbye